Hello, everybody, and welcome to Throllers. I'm joined, as always, with Chris Ronalds. How you doing, Chris? Uh, sublime, Alan. Happy to be here. Uh, keen to uh, get another potty under our belt, number 32 tonight. Beautiful. Yeah, we missed out yesterday because you had a, a, a big wedding on, but we thought we'd better get one in for the crew heading up to Jumbuck to give them to something to listen to for tomorrow. So Thursday night potty, always good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, got a tight-ass brother-in-law who wanted to uh, run a wedding on a Wednesday. Uh, fair play to him. It was a good event, but uh, yeah, made time tonight. Beautiful. Uh, all right, so I saw on the socials that we are doing a giveaway. And uh, I think we're just full still on that from the park one that we shouted out. We were like, hey, we have a, a small pack to give away, so <laughs> let's do our own one. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, what's the go with the giveaway? Yeah, so um, Bespoke, courtesy of Bespoke, they gave us this little uh, care package uh, to give away at the Thrallers Non-Votational, but I don't know if the BMX track kind of got in the way um, and just a few things got beyond me once I was uh, TDing solo all of a sudden and I didn't really know what I was doing. And I came home with this package that I never gave away that I was meant to give away. Anyway, it's sick. It's got a mini in it. It's got a bunch of stickers in it. It's got a whale sack in it. And it's got some other little goodies that I, I really want to rip it open so I can see what those goodies are, but I can't really tell. But it's got, yeah, I'm going to say, anywhere between 12 and 80 things in there. And, um, yeah, we're keen to give it away. And the Parked Media uh, via Heiser Flight and Ozdis, they ran a comp last week. And did you have a crack at it, Alan? Nah, it was too hard for me. It- Looked like a very challenging challenge, and I'm not that good at disc golf, so I just left it for the big boys. How about as we yourself? all know, yeah, as we all know, I'm a five in the putting category, so I'm. I was like, this is setting up perfect for me, you know. Thirty feet, thirty seconds. How many putts you can make? And um, someone got one in early around the ten or eleven mark, and then young blood got one in at twelve, and. And I like this is all during the week, and I had no chance. And then the weekend finally rolled around. And I was like, all right, I'll go. I'll go do a little bit of putting in the backyard. And I t- I've told you this um, off air, but I couldn't even send off thirteen putts inside thirty seconds from thirty feet, let alone make all thirteen of them. Like you just have to go rapid. It's crazy. Um, anyway, congratulations to Ryan Hart, um, or affectionately known as Ryan Deer by Sam Stoyer, um, <laughs> who, who uh, ended up getting the 13 mark like by the skin of his teeth. But And I think he missed two or three putts, but he, he had some sort of setup where he could just fire off rapid and, yeah, he did well. But um, anyway, it wasn't. it's not for me. And there was three entries because it was too hard. So I um, got my brains together and thought, let's do another one, but let's do it from five metres. Um, so all the chumps out there that are big, passionate listeners of this podcast uh, could have a crack. And we're going to set the cutoff at uh, next weekend. I don't, don't have a calendar in front of me, but whatever next Sunday night is, that'll be the 2nd of November. No, today's a Thursday. It feels like a weekend because I had a wedding. Um, <laughs> that'll be the 5th of November. That'll be the 5th of November. Next Sunday night will be the cutoff. Two minutes, um, five metres, you got to make continuous putts. So it's not just simply a count of how many putts you make from five metres. If you miss one, you're dead. Uh, it's how many continuous putts you can make inside two minutes from five metres. Uh, and tag us on socials. Love it. 
perfect. I'll be an eruption and there'll be plenty of baskets around there, so I'll be able to give it a crack. And yeah, I feel like I can putt from five metres, so let's go. Yeah, I figure, you know, people are up at Jumbuck this weekend. You've got eruption next weekend. There's, um, yeah, there's going to be an opportunity um, for people to be near baskets and, you know, get a mate to film you for five metres and maybe lend you a bag of discs. Is it five metres, you, you know, even like I won't even um, give Jacob shit for using a firebird from five metres. You just throw yeah, you're going to use the whole bag. Throw the whole bag at it, exactly. <laughs> nice. Sounds good. All right, can't wait to see the videos. Exactly. So, uh, back to the actual disc golf. Last weekend, there was no social day, but we did get a street league matchup off. And uh, it was a, a humninger. Let's just say that. So yeah, both, starting both down off, to the wire yeah. by the looks of things. Both real close. Yeah, definitely. Real close ones for sure. So we had uh, the swipe rights and the honey badgers coming up against each other. And the honey badgers been on a roll. Two wins in a row and two massive wins in a row. So, yeah, swipe rights had, had their hands full. And I think both teams might have been missing at least one person. Or I think a few people, yeah, because they only had um, five matchups, not six. But uh, yeah, Glenn Maisie got it done over Austin for the Honey Badgers, a couple up. Farron is on a bit of a roll. He got it done over Tommy Janka, three up. Uh, Penn absolutely pants Ash Weedner in a very lopsided <laughs> matchup there. Uh, nine up. Rough. Sorry, Ash. And then finally, the uh, the Swippy Swipers fought back with the, with the number one and three combo, Darren and Jacob, uh, taking down Aiden and Al Don, who just sort of happened to show up <laughs> at the time. Uh, yeah. And then it was um, Matty Faz versus Mike Spangenberg in a weird doubles, I think. I think it was a... Um, what do you call it? They both get a mulligan or something. Was, that, was David Gannon not there? Oh, no, nah, he was. So I'm just looking at the um, the results, but his name wasn't on it. Dave Gannon was there, but he, he couldn't play at all. So I think it might have been Matty Faz versus Mike and Dave, uh, but Dave had to scoot out early. Okay, there you but go. Either way, yeah, either way, Matty Faz got the win. I think he played on his own. So uh, three to two for the Honey Badgers, and they just keep them... Those wins rolling in. So three wins in a row now puts them on top of the ladder. There you go. Back from the dead. They're now at the top of the ladder. And then on the other side, we uh, yeah we had our team, Tupac versus uh, the Warriors. And you were unavailable to make it. So we were missing our number one man. But we weren't too worried. I was looking at the matchups and I was pretty confident that we had them, had them looking pretty good. Except for maybe one of them. But, uh, yeah, even battle. I got rolled very convincingly in the, in the top singles matchup. I came up against Jess Castles, who I've never played with before, never seen in my entire life, uh, but have heard good things. But I, I don't know, I wasn't worried. It's the street league, and I don't lose in street league. I was trash. I was so trash. I don't, there's uh, not another good way to describe it. I think... We got to hole, we started on hole one, and I think the first putt 
outside of like a tap in that I made was on hole 16. Um, and yeah, it was rough, man. It was real rough. And he should have stitched it up on hole 15. Like he, he had a, like a five meter birdie putt on hole 15, uh, or whatever. No, 14. Sorry. The, the long par four, uh, in, in ridiculous wind conditions. He, Jess castles can throw. And yeah, he was, uh, just up along the hill a little bit, like half on the hill. Uh, but pin high after two in ridiculous wind. And uh, I was not. (laughs) 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 So, um, yeah, he should have put me away. It should have been five up, four to play, but uh, he duffed that. And then, um, yeah, the next one I got back and that's the first part I hit all day. I was like, oh, Jesus. But uh, Jess was very good uh, and I was very bad. So the streak comes to an end. And that's why I can't play the next one because I'll be at eruption. So... Um, maybe that's a good thing. I, I got the loss out of the way come uh, finals. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> Let's call it that anyway. <laughs> yeah. After that, our singles were great. Were you watching the live scores? I, of course I was. Uh, of course <laughs> I was. Thanks for putting that together. Um, yeah, so Brett got it done That wasn't me this time, actually. Sorry. I bet oh. Mitch Evers did all that this time. So good on you, Mitch. Well done, Mitch. And uh, I saw Narada, uh, maybe one of Narada's first wins, but Narada got a win over Mitch. Yeah, I think so. Mitch, Mitch had him comfortably for a while, and um, Narada was getting plenty of shit given into him by Brett, because I think last time they matched up too, Mitch touched him up pretty comfortably. So, <laughs> But yeah, he got there on the 18th hole. Beautiful. And uh, Tim took down Tim. Yeah, exactly. Good tip. We got the good tip. He he took the win. So we needed it. That was three wins there because our doubles teams, uh, yeah, they they got punished pretty badly. I think Leo Dykes. It's just hard. It's hard to hard to beat him in a best shot format. So him and Peter Chu got it done over Brennan and Sam. Yep. And finally, Jason Weedner also takes an L. So both him and I are undefeated. But, uh, yeah, Johnny and Jace had a loss against uh, Alex and Jack. And I think that might be Alex's first win. We'll have to check in on Stat Pendo to have a look at that. But Alex's first win and Jason's first loss. But, yeah, that made it a 3-3 tie. But I think they won the head-to-head, like the how many holes up. So they technically got the win. Okay, yeah, I was wondering how they split a draw. I had a funny feeling draws were actually split um, split on doubles. Um, like the doubles pairings were like more valuable than singles in a draw. I oh, thought okay. I re- I thought I read that somewhere, but I don't know how it plays out because if it's a full book and there's two sets of doubles on each team, like what if it's one each? Like, and then how do you split it? So I don't know. Yeah. Don't quote me on that. Nah, me either. Daz is probably writhing right now in anger because he's done a massive rule book that we just have not read (laughs) (laughs) and all the team captains know but no one else knows (laughs) so sorry Dazza but uh either way it doesn't really matter we're all making finals so (laughs) who cares if we're fourth (laughs) but um yeah, best availability. Uh, best ability is availability, and the right swipes don't have much of that. So I don't know what's going to happen in finals when uh, when they can't, when they're not allowed to have a mercenary. 
and half their team doesn't Oops. show up. Yeah. It's gonna... Could be a walkover. <laughs> Maybe we need to manipulate it so that that's our first round matchup. Yeah. <laughs> Just get the walk on straight through. But we've got uh, Honey Badgers on top, Warriors second, uh, we're in third, and Right Swipes in fourth, 15 down. And the Honey Badgers are 29 up. There's only one team positive, <laughs> and they're 29 up. But nine of them did just come from Penn. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That helps. Uh, what, what about what's, uh, what's yeah. killing us is we haven't um we haven't had a draw yet. That's what's killing us. How weird is that? Yeah. Everyone else has been having these draws. We just lose or win. Yeah. Um, that's all. We we play to win. That's it. That's it. So I'm heading over to the stat sheet, and I don't Please know if, do. if we missed this last week or if Penn has courtesy um, has added this in for us. There is now like the players are ranked, and he's like he's highlighting who the top ten are. Is that always sat Ooh, in there, or have I missed nah, that? No, there's no chance I would have missed seeing my name in the as the number one competitor. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I, he's <laughs> obviously timed his run, Penn. He knows what he's doing. So you'll only find one name at the top now after you've you've finally taken a loss, and that name will be Penn Lou. Penn is at the top of the leaderboard. <laughs> of course, this is when he's like, you know what? Maybe I'll actually rank him real quick now that I'm number one. <laughs> So, same same stats as you. Four wins through five rounds, but his win quality um, is just a fraction better than yours. And he was kind of letting us know that um, last week when you were four from four, and um, obviously continually playing against players lower ranked than you. And he must have a one win against a higher rated player somewhere. I think can't remember what round that was. Oh no, he's got a couple. I'm having a look now. Yeah. Rounds three and four were against higher-rated opponents that Penn won. Um, so, anyway, he's number one. I'm going to put this on record first, though. Penn's rating is fake. Yeah, it is so, fake. It, it is. So if it was do, if you, you like, like, this would be a massive job for rating. Penn. Yeah, if you were to metrics this, like, I wonder how flipped it would become. Anyway. I, uh, I guarantee his metrics rating is higher than mine. Yeah. Alan, you're at second. And Jason, uh you're in uh jason whedon is in third uh leo dykes rounds out the top 10 but the name that's jumping out at me that's sitting comfortably in the top 10 is jacob cruden in ninth that's uh that's caught me off guard a little bit no nah, well he keeps winning on the 18th hole there you go i think he's had uh he's i think they're all doubles wins though if i'm not mistaken okay um 50, uh, oh, 50... Two, two wins one two doubles wins one loss and that's somehow that gets him in the top 10. 59 so unique players. Now you're good. 59 unique players across the street league so far. That's cool. That is cool. I do like that. That is really cool. Teams, yeah. It's only meant to be 40 people playing. Yeah. So we've had 19 mercenaries. Yeah. So that, <laughs> That's big. Yeah, that's sick. Um, anyway, some other notable stats. You got um, Peter Chu is the most contracted mayor. Uh, mercenary. His current record is two wins, two losses. He was first used by the right swipes in round two before the Warriors um, took him over in custody and have used him every round since. The mighty have fallen. All right, you already mentioned yourself and Jason take the first loss of the league. Alan's record is now four and one and Jason's is three and one. He's put it down as David versus Goliath for um, Penn and Ash battle. So it was the biggest discrepancy that um, from a PDGA perspective that we'd seen so far. And given that 
as you just said, Penn's rating is fake. Imagine how wild that discrepancy could have been, but it was already yeah, no shit. 80 <laughs> PDGA points. Um, and, yeah, winning margin of nine up for Penn, dominance of 180%. It was one sh- one whole shy of the perfect game. And that's got me wondering, will we see? Will we see the perfect game? Will we see a 10 up um, and with nine to play? Um, no. No. What, what will, no. What would it be? 10 up, eight to play. Is that the perfect game? Yeah. And yeah. no, nah. we won't see that. Surely not. Surely not. Um, team performance stats across all the teams. Doubles are more or less 50-50 win-loss. The different makers in the team come from the performances in single matchups. In singles, Honey Badgers stand out with 11 wins, 6 losses, and 2 draws, followed by 2 putts with 11 wins and 9 losses, and that's where the draws let us down. Then the Warriors have 7 wins, Nine losses, three draws, and the right swipes are sitting at only six wins. So there you go. They're in the singles. They're five wins bet- behind us and the Honey Badgers in the singles. Mm. It's interesting. I love how color coded he's got the uh, the stat pendo stuff for the teams. Yes, it's really good because it's very interesting to see the top players because our team who is not doing very well has. Like, what's that? Two, four, Three. six, seven people in the top 19. Oh, in the top 19. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, so let's say yeah. seven people in the top 20. Yeah. Um, but our team does not do very well. <laughs> yeah, that is interesting. We, we, yeah. We've got some bottom dwellers, though. Narada is 0-2. And, and uh, Brennan, who is our number two man, is 1-4. and four. So maybe that's... Uh, we're getting a bit of a swing that way. The Warriors, like... Jesus, the Warriors, like conversely, who are at the top of the ladder, would they only have two in the top nineteen? The Warriors on top. I thought the Honey Badgers were. Um, oh my bad. I'm looking. Oh. Never mind me. I'm looking at a different board. That's not no, the leaderboard. But even them, they don't have anyone up there. Yeah, they got Glenn. Yeah, that's weird, man. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> that's wild. But they yeah. must just be winning by a lot when they win. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, Alex Evans did get his first win, so nice to see him get one on the board. But yeah, we've got there's a few strugglers. It's quite clear and day. Brennan with one win, four losses. Tommy Jankar, one win, four losses, and Dave Gannon, one win, four losses. Rough. Rough, rough, rough. Boys need to lift their game. So uh, where's they the do, next one? Do. We got we got a week off, right? And then uh, so nothing this weekend. But then we got something. The following weekend, is it in Melton? It has to be Melton. The league days in Melton. Um, yeah, cool. Not, not many. Obviously, that's the one that clashes with uh, eruption, isn't it? Yeah. So I'm not mad that I'm missing that one because uh, I suck at Melton. So I, I, I don't want to have uh, two wins, uh, uh, four wins, two losses. I'll just I'll call it at one, four and one. No, I'm hoping to be there. I'm. Um, yeah, keen as master to get another one back under my belt. I've already kind of played more than I was expecting to, but um, yeah, we need a few. I know, obviously, a few eagles will be heading to eruption. But if you're not heading to eruption and you're listening to this podcast, freaking sign up for Melton, especially if you haven't played Melton yet, because you're missing out on a really fun track. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, if you go on the ten thirty time, you will almost certainly get recruited into the street league because there will be an abundance of people missing. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, so 
one of the reasons that it's not on this weekend, most likely, is because Jumbuck is on. Shout out to there. I know. Unfortunately, you and I aren't making it. Halloween's pretty big in our household. And, uh, yeah, got got to be here this weekend for that, especially seeing as I'll be away at the eruption the following weekend. But uh, I think there's 33 players, and they're going to love it. And we're all going to be very, very, very jealous. I'll be keeping an eye on on live scores. What uh, what do you how do you see it shaking out? Have you got the have you got the event up? Yeah, of course I do. Um, yeah, so there's going to be a few battles. You got Aiden, obviously still kicking around, and MPO and Tim Bowen, who's probably keen to get one back after Inverley. But you know, we'll have an. Uh, Maddie got us thinking. Um, reminiscent about the last battle at Jumbuck where it obviously chucked it down rain. And Tim and I were the only MPO players and it came down to a playoff. But um, I think we finished plus seven after two rounds. Um, and I think I shot a plus one that was like 960 rated or something. Like it's a deceptively hard course is what I got remembering. It's like every hole, every hole you're like, oh yeah, I'll birdie. I can birdie this. But then you bogey more than you birdie and you went up over par. It's crazy. Yeah. There's a lot of lines that we don't normally throw, like a lot of shapes that aren't on any of the courses that we normally play. And, uh, yeah, the hills really factor in. There's ones that are flat, have a fair bit of trees going on. And the rough can get pretty rough. So, it's yeah, it's definitely something we're staying clean will be uh, a big advantage. And I'm I'm really racking my brains here on who who has the advantage in the MPO division. Um, I don't know if the power would really help Aiden or Ryan Michelle. Uh, I'd love to pick my man Nate Parrish, but he, he had to pull out of the last tourney with a knee issue. And he says it's feeling pretty good now, but that's two tournaments in a row where the knee's factored in and I just can't back him in. So I think I got to go with Tim Bohan. He's, he might be the only one who's played the course before, uh, out of those other three or those other two. And he's also Who just played, think? yeah. He's also just played every course in the country. So like he just, it's not a shot that you and I throw very often, but it's some shots that Tim's probably thrown, um, given just the variety of tracks that he's played. But um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put my hat on Aiden. I'm gonna um, see him through. He's got. He's got most shots, Aiden, and if he can keep his putt at a PDGA tournament, uh, I think he can take this down. Nice. You know what? I actually, Timmy Bohan reckons he's done his back as well. So I don't know how much of that is uh, is legit, but yeah, let's go. Let's back Aiden in. I reckon he'll have it done. Yeah, let's back an eagle in. Um, but you know, it'll be just what Tim's tenth win if he gets it done. MA one. Yeah. Um, Assuming Kale's been playing even just occasionally out at Bendigo, out at Ballarat, that's his the win. Kale has to take down MA1. He's a massive sandbagger in that division. Yeah, but he definitely won't. He has not been playing, I'm very sure of it, and Jacob Cruden will definitely, definitely win. It is such a Jacob course. Just don't do anything dumb. Take a lot of pars, and you'll be fine. So... I, I've got him winning comfortably. You've got your dad hanging out with the Young Bucks in MA40. Um, Love that. And he's going in with the as the favourite. Yeah, he's definitely winning. Uh, yeah, he's winning. Oh, yeah, definitely. None of those, none of those other chumps are going to handle 
big old Jeff. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Ash. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Ash Wiener. Mistake. <laughs> Probably a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't know. <laughs> no, I just want to talk my old man up. I'm sure he's going to listen to this under the drive. So, yeah, Jeff will definitely get it. Look at that. You can times Jeff's PDGR number by four and he still fits in under the rest of the others, I reckon. He's yeah. getting it done. That experience is going to come in strong. Yeah. And he's like a bit like Terminator. <laughs> he just keeps on going. Like the hills won't get to him and he'll just he'll be there at the end and he'll be holding up the trophy. Yeah, it's only one round a day. He's fine. But I just find it surprising, like, just to give Ash a look. Like, I didn't put Ash a day past 39. So the fact that he signed up for MA40, I just think he's got to be the youngest buck in there by about a decade. Probably true. <laughs> probably very true. Yeah. Yeah, if it was two rounds a day, I'd probably give it to Ash. <laughs> <laughs> and then MA2 is where it gets spicy. Quite like a tiger. Mm, I'm just trying to think about who uh, who the course would suit. Peter Chu. That's honestly that's where I'm thinking. I reckon he's just going to upset the apple cart here. Yeah. And uh, and get it done. I know Farron is riding on a pretty big high, and he's now all of a sudden calling people out in the street league chat. Uh, and I think that's the when you're an MA2 player and you're just calling people out because of how well you're playing. That's when you get destroyed. Yeah. So I've got him coming out of the top four <laughs> uh, just because that's how it works. And I've got Peter Chu winning. Yeah, yeah, I same. I, yes, he, he's been so consistent and so good. Um, Barnett and Stoyer, yeah, they're, they're probably looking for a decent – it's a good size field and, like, whoever takes that MA2, that's a formidable victory. It's, it's going to be the one worth watching for sure. And what do you oh, – who do you think wins overall? Do you think one of the MPO boys will get it done as the the best scorer of the weekend? It, I don't think it was – I don't think you guys were maybe that far ahead last time. Uh, and if, if um, Timmy's got a bad back, you know, oh. Let's go – let me – let's cast our memory back. I don't mind looking at a, a victory um, – how do I do this? 2022 jump You're trying to see how far back everyone else was? Yeah. Well, I'm trying to find the um, – I'm trying to even find the tournament. Did it happen in – oh, here we go. It was because it wasn't called the Joust. Got it. No. Right. It was highs of flight back then. Uh, we were plus seven. You had Matt Adams plus 10. Oh, that's it. You had Nathan Parrish smoked us by four shots. Yeah. Hmm. See, that's. I'm trying to. I'll stick it back. I was like, I don't. Yeah. I'm not confident that the MPO guys will win it. It's just kind of that kind of track where. It, yeah. You don't really need it. If you're hitting some parts and you're staying straight, then you're going to be all right. I think the. I will so say the weather was a massive yeah. factor. The weather was a True. massive factor. Um, that kind of levels it as well. But I'm. I'm going Kale Davies. You put me on the spot, I'm going Kale Davies there. Big. That's wild because he's not even going to win his own division. (laughs) 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 Nah, I love it. Yeah, I have no idea. That's wild about that, that it's that kind of tournament. Like, it genuinely could be Peter Chu. Yeah, true. Uh, And then uh, FA2 got Claire versus Anita. And Anita lost one in a row. So, she needs to win six more in a row. 
surely. Agreed. So, uh, sorry, Claire, but don't think you're getting that one. Uh, and then MA3. We've got uh, the young weed now. Jace, too young for MA40 in there. Mitch Evers has been playing all right. Dave Gannon. I don't know. What do you think? It's Mitch's to lose um, against that field. I'm sorry, boys. It's Mitch's to lose. Yeah, he did play. He did play all right at uh, Inverley too. So if you can play all right at Inverley, then then yeah, I reckon he should get it done here. Mitch has probably got the shortest drive as well. If he lives anywhere near where I think he lives, he's probably got the shortest drive to the track as well. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and then a battle of the Webbers. I don't think there's going to be too much in that one. No, but <laughs> not a handicap one. So uh, Tobias yeah. to uh, comfortably bring that home. But yeah, I think it should be fun. Uh, I think everyone there's going to love it. It's really cool staying up there. Great facilities. Super good course. For anyone who hasn't been, like, it's so good. You need to try to get out there. But um, I think registrations are closed now, so... Bad luck. Yeah, ne- next year. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so last week I asked our listeners what they thought the best tournament uh, in Australia was. Yes. And do we get any feedback on our socials from our listeners? Uh, I'm not going to lie. It's going to be quiet there. Um, no, yeah, there were, no, no one chimed in. No. So I put it out on uh, shenanigans as well to see uh, to see what the wider Australian public thought. And yeah, a lot of people agreed. I think Jumbuck is the consensus, not Jumbuck, sorry, the eruption. The eruption, yes. Is the uh, consensus winner. A few people throwing up, you know, their local ones, Pine Lines, Queensland Open, things like that. But, uh, yeah, I think Eruption has the most. But none of the people really understood the assignment. I wanted to know what their criteria is. Like, knowing what the criteria is is, is almost the most important thing. So the only person that did come with a criteria is Tim Davies. So thanks for that, Tim. He thinks that the most important factors are the course, which includes it's how suitable it is to the tournament. For example, if it's a major, it better be pretty tough. Because then field size, so him and I are on the same page there. And then he adds in media, so course previews. Will it get filmed? And then um, admin after that, so clear communication. Is it running on time? Avoiding build-ups. So... Uh, yeah, he, he said he's only played a few of the majors, but his current order is Eruption, Vic Open, Queensland Open, and then he did uh, the Nats at Inverley. So, yeah, I like that criteria. It's very well thought out. Yeah. And, yeah, he's got Eruption. He's the number one. Yeah, excellent. I think media's big, like, um, just with the growth and how it's, um, yeah, expanding across the nation and obviously the work that Park Media is doing and beyond that, some of the – you know, every man that dog owns their drone, like I'd like to see more consistent release of course previews and stuff because our nation's so big, like you're not just catering to a local base, you, you are bringing interstate players. So let them start to see and think about the course in advance. That'd be really helpful. Yeah, for sure. Uh, so I saw an update today from the Hobart Disc Golf Club. Oh, so did I. And it's, Oh, it's getting me excited for nationals. Yeah, hell yeah. It seems like they had a pretty big working bee today and they got uh, a lot more of those dirt glue tee pads in 
and I think they've made the uh, like a sustainable or a hardy version of their new hole 18 and I think they got some pics and videos coming soon of that which is very exciting I'm very keen to see what their new hole 18 is so exciting times and I cannot wait for for another update yeah um yeah mud glue glue mud something glue dirt yeah dirt dirt glue <laughs> that's that's what yeah. that's it um dirt glue it works real well yeah yeah the, obviously I only really remember the uphill pad um, like which obviously plays as like I don't know fifteen or something in the oh no maybe a bit lower fourteen or something on the not traditional layout but um, yeah they're also getting a few on even on the red one so it wasn't even about the championship course it was actually just about the permanent Palmina course it was on all the red holes um, so that's a cool update yeah for sure all right so. We, I spied something. I spied a couple of things actually over the last week or two that uh, I'm interested in sharing with you and uh, with our listeners. So Ricky Wysocki put out a list of who he thinks are the 10 best players in disc golf. For 2023. So, yeah, I just think in the world. He goes... This is his honest opinion on the top 10 right now. Okay. So not even in the year. These are just the top 10 players right now. And number one, he's got Calvin Heiberg. Number two, Isaac Robinson. Three, Eagle McMahon. He's found space for himself at number four. Gannon Burr at five. Matty O at six. Kyle Klein at seven. Bradley Williams at eight. Paul Macbeth at nine and the sausage at 10. This has got stat pendo written all over it. Like way to drop this list. Like the day after you win a decent tournament. (laughs) He did drop this before the tournament. Actually, I've had this saved on my phone for a little bit. We had that very big pod last week. So it wasn't time to sneak it in. All right. He's lucky. I'll let him off. I'll let him off. (laughs) Um, What do you think of the list? I agree. I agree with the top two. Um, and then I don't know. I like, and it's definitely. I think he might have acknowledged this. It's definitely missing Simon Lazotte. Yeah. So if you look at the comments, everyone was like, uh, "Simon," and he goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad. Definitely get yeah. him." Uh, he said he would put him in somewhere at the five or six mark. So I guess that means he's kicking off Gossage. Yeah, sausage has to fall, and Paul stays in at ten. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I think. I think Maddie's. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I think. Yeah, I don't know if I could justify Maddie Urban in that top ten. Yeah, um, and I just don't think Ricky's been that consistent this year, and I, Eagle definitely hasn't been that consistent this year. But I know it's not just this year. It's tricky. Brad Williams finding room, like. Yeah, I don't know how Brad Williams is in there. Yeah. No. Nah. <laughs> And, I agree um, with the top two. Outside of that, I'm a bit lost. I would have Proctor in there, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Bizarre. I, bizarre list for mine, but um, <laughs> it's not my list. It's Ricky's list. So <laughs> There you go. But yeah, it's definitely just uh, like Simon has to be in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, he knows he messed that one up. Yeah. So the other thing we've got... Uh, that I came across 
was uh, someone on Reddit had posted the un... Uh, oh, how, do you, how do you describe this? The, the definitive guide to player of the year. And uh, once you look at this, we might have to shed a, a link of this on the socials. Once you look at this, it's hard to to decide that anyone other than Calvin Heimberg should be the player of the year. So you've seen this spreadsheet, yeah. and it basically outlines, uh, you know, head to head between Calvin and Isaac, and it has Calvin's rating at every tournament versus Isaac's rating at every tournament, or like how they're tournament rated. Yes, and then their place versus Isaac's place. Um, and then it has like a field strength category as well. Like number of people over 1020 rated, 1030 rated, 1040 rated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's pretty thorough. And it's Calvin has had just much more of an impressive year than I even realized. So he's got the three wins, which we knew about. One big one at Jonesboro. And then uh, Texas States and Las Vegas. So all at the start of the year. So we've maybe kind of forgotten about it. But he has had one tournament for the entire year. One. Where he finished outside of the top 10. And he came 16th. Unbelievable. Other than that, he, he was 7th. That was his, his second worst performance of the year. Was the 7th place at the Portland Open. And so his average place is 3.8. Like, he averages better than fourth out of every... There's, like, 120 players in the field every time. Like, ridiculous. Yeah, it's... I I don't know. I I want to... Like, yeah. I know Paul and Ricky dominated um, and the season's expanded, but, like... And, like, I know that, like, you know, you could do a Paul season and his worst will be not as bad as a 16th across a year. I'm sure he had a year where his dominance was better than that. But I want to see it with that with those field comparisons. Like, I don't think Paul would even stack up against this. Yeah. Nah, it's wild. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. And, the, like, the Jonesboro tournament... Was so Worlds had twenty four players over ten thirty rated and seven players over ten forty rated. Jonesboro had the exact same twenty four and seven. Uh, the the difference was the ten twenty players. Worlds had sixty one of them. Uh, but uh, the top the the top of the top was the Jonesboro and the top of the top were Worlds. Like I know it's Worlds, and you have to give like an edge for sure for that. But yeah, Jonesboro was as as big as any other tournament all year, basically. Yeah. And it just means he hasn't had like a, you know, on all these three round events, he just hasn't had a stinker. Like, or, you know, he's, or his other two rounds have been so phenomenal that he scraped 16th at the West event. Like not, he means he effectively hasn't had a bad round. Like that's just wild. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. Whereas uh, Isaac, he started the year 82nd place in Las Vegas. Yeah. And he's had a 52nd and uh, like a bunch of... He's had 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, uh, <laughs> 8 events that were worse than Calvin's worst. Yeah. 
it's uh, how do you how do you tell him that he how you tell me he's had a better year? He hasn't. I know he's made more money and he's had two major wins, but no one really cares about the Champions Cup. Yeah. I don't. I'm not. I'm, that's you know. What I mean that to me. That's as much a major as as Jonesbury is, or like DDO. And at DDO, Calvin got second and Isaac got 30th. 100%. Calvin had the better year. Uh, yeah, I, I think so. But the part, that'll, the part that messes me up a little bit. So, like, I think Calvin should win player of the year because he's been the best player all year. Uh, 1050 rated basically the entire year, which is ridiculous. Um, and you're all, like, everything that we said, averaging fourth, better than fourth for the entire year. Uh, but the only caveat, and I'd really love to know what their criteria is. I need to look that up to find out how they vote on it. But whose season would you rather have? Personally. Yeah. <laughs> Isaacs. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, I, I think Calvin should win it. But yeah, that... That doesn't mean that's the path that I would choose. Yeah, but if I could have made more money and won worlds. Yeah, but similarly, <laughs> similarly, I'd... like think about think about this like a Brownlow medal and some and like even just some like bench warmer who take win the premiership. Like, would you rather win the Brownlow medal or like who who season would you rather have the guy winning the Brownlow medal or the guy winning the premiership? That's yeah. a weird. That's no, a weird I get analogy, it. but I'm, I've, I've said it. Yeah, well, would rather? Yeah, like, a, would you rather a brown though or a normal? Yeah, Smith? exactly. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's like Calvin. You can have the brown though. That's fine. But uh, Isaac, you know, I've, I've got the Norm Smith. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I definitely get that, but I still, I still think Calvin is as a brown though. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, yeah, very interesting. But I, I think they'll give it to. I think they'll give it to Isaac, but I would like to look up what the, um, what it is, what the criteria is. Mm. Yeah, I yeah I can see you going to Isaac, and obviously the worlds as worlds, but just what a year by Calvin. Yeah. All right, so uh, we're going to move on from player of the year to player race. Yes, we do. And uh, this week we are. Not doing it. Correct. Because <laughs> we just weren't thinking about it. And we're like, oh, yeah, shit. we got to rate someone. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going to have to push that off to uh, next week. We wanted to rate Jess Castles because uh, he kicked my ass on the weekend. And he impressed you the other week when you played You're with correct. him. Correct. But, yeah, we, we've both only seen him play one time. And if I saw him out in the street, I probably wouldn't even recognize him <laughs> still. <laughs> So, uh, so we thought that might not be fair to him. Uh, I would just give him a big tick for his driving, and then I forgot about the rest. So we want to put it out there now. Anyone who's played with Jess Castle, send in your ratings, please, so that we can accurately rate him next week. Yes, please. Uh, what about spotlight, not light? Yeah, now I should have wrote these down because I'm I had something for both, and I can only remember my spotlight. Um, I'm hoping yeah. my not light might come go, back to me. Go for that for yeah. now. So yeah. my spotlight is actually, you alluded to it earlier, I was going to go to Hobart Disc Golf um, and just their player base. And they're obviously only a small club. Um, so first of all, I want to honorable mention Atticus. 
Um, he's putting the work in in the lead up to nationals, and I saw he posted a minus four at the champs layout the other day. So it's honourable mention to Atticus, and then yeah, the spotlight just goes to the club for their work and getting those tee pads in. Huge effort. Really looking forward to nationals. Really confident you're going to pick on put on an awesome event um, and just pumped hang out with the guys. Nice. I like that. So my spotlight goes to I think. It's, um, yeah, Peter Barry, who's the TD of the Jumbuck, the Joust at Jumbuck. And they have maple syrup as a prize. And they've got stickers made up by Bespoke with Joust at Jumbuck on the maple syrup. And that is fantastic. I love that so much. (laughs) So my spotlight goes to the... Yeah, to Peter Barry and his uh, his excellent idea for yeah maple syrup as a prize. So even another reason why I wish I was there. Yeah, and they look sick. There, the the uh, Rams or the Jumbucks that they've got on the stickers look so good. Mm-hmm. All right. What about your not All right? Um, I can't. Don't think this was what I was originally going to run with, but I'm going to run with it now. I'm looking at the leaderboard, we've talked about the top 10, we've talked about the fact that there's 59 unique players in the street league, and there's a couple of players standing out to me. We've got Thomas Jankar and Brennan Venton. Um, I hate to go after someone on Tupac Shakur, but they've, they've rocked up to four events, um, and they've only got one win each. Um And yeah, their quality win ratio is just not looking very good at all. Um, they're getting my not lights. They've got to lift their game. Yep. Agreed. I like that. All right. So mine, where have I lost it here? Yeah. Mine goes to Maddie Farina. <laughs> Good. Can't wait to find out why. <laughs> oh, mate. So we spoke about the pen versus Ash debacle. Well, Matty Farina took it upon himself to to jump uh, to jump into the weird doubles pair setup, and he left poor Ashweener to face Penn. And he's the skipper. He's the skipper. It's his choice in the end. No, and I just think that's a dog act. I uh, this that's crazy to me. Um, yeah. He's really, really stitched him up there, and I think that's poor form by Matty F. And uh, I hope that it hasn't put Ash off the street league because uh, Penn had some pretty pretty no chill about his victory. <laughs> the the um, the nickname I think Daz gave him in the chat was probably worth a spotlight as well. <laughs> what was his stat, Penn no chill? Yeah, stat, Penn no chill. So, yeah, Matty Farina... I don't know, mate. No good. You can't be. You can't be doing that to your teammates. Hung out to dry. Hung out to dry. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think that wraps it up for another week. Beautiful. Um, yeah, it feels All like right. there hasn't been a social day in ages. And is there is there one this weekend? No, I, I don't think there is. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, is it a long month? We must have had a must have started like the weekend must have started earlier or something. This yeah. Month. Yeah, the, the Sunday the 1st might have been a social day and that might have messed everything Maybe, up. Maybe, yeah. I don't know. I won't be playing. 
Nah, I'm not playing this weekend either. Bring on next weekend. And uh, yeah, good luck to everyone at nice. the Joust. And uh, yeah, the eruption as well. We'll hype the eruption up more on uh, next potty for sure. Oh, yeah, we will. Sounds good. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Peace out.